Good morning. Welcome to Shabbos Nunvav Shabbos, page 56. We're continuing the series of statements from Rishmul Bar Nachmeni that anyone who says so-and-so from the Navi or from the Torah is a sinner is actually mistaken. We first talked about Rube, who seemed to have sinned by having sex with his uh, father's wife, with Bilah, with his concubine, but it turns out he didn't really, according to the Gemara. We talked about the sons of of Eli, Chofni, and Pinchas, who seem to have had uh, sexually abused uh, the women who came to do offerings and made them have sex with them before they would do the offerings, but it turns out that they just delayed them, and maybe it was only Chofni and not Pinchas, and Pinchas only saw it and didn't object. And now we're up to the third person. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni tells us that anyone who says that the sons of Shmuel sinned is also making a mistake. Now, what did they do? The Pasuk says... That they went after money. It sounds like they, they accepted shocha, they accepted bribery when they adjudicated cases. But the Gemara says, in fact, what really happened was they just weren't as great as their father Shmuel. Shmuel went from town to town, city to city, to help people, to judge people so that they could serve the people. And they set up like a whole business of a court, a for-profit court, um, to make money with their, for, the, for, the, for all of their employees, etc., etc., but they did actually adjudicate according to the law, but that's what it means. They went after money, but it didn't mean that they actually were fraudulent. Okay, then the Gemara actually goes on and gives the next example, and it says anyone who says that David sinned is mistaken. Now, what was the uh, possible sin of David? The one that the Navi, Nasan Hanavi, Nasan the prophet says that David sinned. What did he do? He took Bathsheba, he had sexual relations with Bathsheba when she was married to Uriah, and then to cover it up, he had Uriah go out to the field to kill him, so it sounds like he did terrible things, but the Gemara actually says that's not true. First of all, in terms of killing Uriah, uh, Uriah was actually Moray b'malchus. He actually rebelled against the king because he referred to um, Yoav, the general, as Adoni, my master, when he was talking to David. And you don't refer to anyone else as the master when you're referring to the king. So he really deserved to die. Well, maybe David should have set up a court to kill him, but he did deserve to die. And in terms of uh, having sex with uh, Bathsheba, who was married to Uriah, it turns out that the turns out that the soldiers of David's army gave their wives a get. The debate between Rashi and Tosos, whether it was an actual outright get, like Tosos says, uh, they were totally divorced, and then the soldiers would come back, and they would then uh, remarry their wives. But according to Rashi, it was a conditional get, that if I don't come back, then you're retroactively divorced. So when Oriah did, in fact, not come back, why? Because David sent him to the front lines to die. So then retroactively, Bathsheba was a non-married woman when... David had sexual relations with him. So that's how he explained that. So now that the Gemara says, oh, is it true that that was the only sin that David committed? Uh, that's what Rav seems to say. But Rav also says that David accepted Lashon Hara. Um, there was another story with Mephibosheth, who was the son of, of Jonathan, of Yonatan, David's friend, who was Shaul's son. And there's a whole episode there with Siva, Mephibosheth's son, trying to show that Mephibosheth was not loyal to David during David's war with Avshalom, with his own son, um, and because Siva wanted to take over all of the power and property of his master. At the end of the day, David seems to have, or possibly there's a debate whether he accepted the Lashon Hara about that. But anyways, on the day that he accepted the Lashon Hara, we say that that's when a Gavriel put a pole in the ocean. And from there, Rome formed from there. And all of the pain that came to the Jewish people with the destruction of the Second Temple actually goes back to that act of Lashon Har and accepting that Lashon Har. All right, then the Gemara goes on, and Reb Shmuel tells us another person who didn't sin. Who is it? Anyone who says that Shlomo sin is certainly making a mistake, even though the Pasuk says that it, by Hilei Zikna Shlomo, it was when Shlomo got old. 
Nashav he too as Levavo that with his wives turned his heart after other gods. It sounds like he got them to serve Avodah It turns out that he did not actually do it himself, but he just allowed them to do it. And because he allowed them to do it, it's attributed to him. And this maybe is part of the theme why we're having all of these stories, because before we started talking about people who didn't really sin, we talked about the idea that if you have the ability to protest a sin and you don't, then you are held accountable. Uh, Then the Gemara goes on to give uh, the final example of someone who we think sinned but didn't, and that was Yoshiau, the king who became king when he, at the end of the first temple period at the age of eight. But then in the 18th year of his kingdom, they were doing a um, reconstruction of the temple, rebuilding the temple, and uh, the high priest found a safer Torah. Some say it was only the book of Devarim, and he read in it things that he had never seen before, and he did great kinds of tshuva. So from the fact that he did tshuva, the implication is that he sinned. The rest is not he didn't really sin. It's just rather that he judged people incorrectly because he didn't know the law, but then he actually paid everybody back the whole with all of his with all of his money. And then the Gemara talks about other examples of people who did tshuva, including the Reish Galusa uh, in Talmudic times, who was called Nasan de Tzutzisa, who did a great sense of tshuva. And the Yosef says that one time he was falling asleep during the lecture during the shir. And he dreamed that he saw that Nassim to Jesus, his Reish Galusa, his Truva was accepted. That con- concludes our Perek. We'll begin tomorrow with Daf uh, Nun Zion, page 57.